Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business Podcast. We'll talk about how to start, grow, and enjoy your coaching business. Plus, we'll dig into the failures and lessons we've learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, hello. Welcome back. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about how to not be needy, even while you want more clients. So I recently started offering one-on-one coaching again, and I haven't done this in years. And so even though I help coaches sign clients and build businesses, it's been so good to like be back in this mode because I see things so much more clearly where it's like, oh my gosh, I have to talk about this. So today's episode is a reflection of the things that I'm seeing, even the differences, right? Like from the last time I offered one-on-one coaching a couple of years ago to now. So when I think about the phases of signing clients, right? There's like when you feel kind of insecure and nervous about signing clients and it feels like something that you don't know if will happen and you're just like, there's this just general nervousness about it. Like we're gonna call that one part of (laughs) signing clients. And then there's this after phase and it's a space where you feel really like calm and self-assured and you're not making it mean anything about you personally and like you just know of course people will hire you and you you like love your offer and you like can't wait to give it to them and to work with them through it and like there's this there are very few things that you're like you get stuck or hung up on, right? In this after phase, right? You're not hung up on your price. You're not hung up on your length of time. You're not hung up on anything about the person you help or, you know, their ability to get the result, right? Like none of it. And it's this after phase of how you work with clients, right? Because in that after phase, the other notable difference is that when you make an offer for someone to work with you, and like like put an offer out right like not a one-on-one call and you're like do you want to work with me but like when you put something out there in this after phase that you can achieve in that space when people don't book a call it's never like something about you it's never like I'm not a good copywriter or maybe this will never work or maybe nobody wants to work with me or maybe I don't talk about my offer correctly right like there's a lot of negative emotions that happen but in this second phase that you can transition into as you learn how to do the things we'll talk about in this episode in that space what you see or do is like there's just this sense of like oh like okay how else do I talk about this so In today's episode, right, how not to be needy, I want to help you transition from kind of this first phase over to the second phase. And it's not going to happen instantly, right? But just even hearing this episode is going to help you step into that second phase even a little bit more. And it'll help you become more aware of how you want to be in your business and what's even possible, Because when everything feels awful, sometimes the most reassuring thing that we can hear is that, oh, there's just two spaces and I'm not supposed to be in the other one all the time. And I'm learning how to be there more. And eventually I will be there way more often than I'm in the, you know, more uncomfortable space. So that's my preface before we dig into the four things to 
look at, right, or to do so that you don't feel needy while you want to send clients. Because when we think about business, there are so many variables of it that are always at play. And so when you're building a coaching business, none of you are just like, it's not enough to be a good coach. There is an element of building your entrepreneurial mind that helps you then to see things differently, right? To to be able to neutrally observe the pieces of your business and separate them and identify which one might be at play without it, like a tying any intense negative emotion to one area, right? So when we think about being needy and we think about your overall business, there's your offer and there's all the pieces of your offer, right? There's how you market your business, which is It could be the very specific places you hang out, but it's also like how you talk to your people and how you think about your offer and the value you bring. And then there's the selling element, which is just the very specific way that you invite people to a next step and how you kind of the questions you ask to help them move forward in that, right? Like that's all selling is. It's asking questions, giving specific instruction, And then there's the delivery. And then we just add in that we have a mind that's just constantly in play, right? Like helping us, not helping us, all of it. So you want to kind of like be aware that all these pieces are happening at once. And so these four things that we're going to talk about today to help you not be needy while you send clients It's kind of from this above view where you're looking at how you're thinking and how you're running your business, how you're being, right? It's not specific things you're doing to sign clients, but it's who you're being. So the very first thing I want to touch on, right? How not to be needy. Thing number one, remember you're an expert. Now, some of you might be like, I don't know if I am an expert, Okay, well, that's going to be something you're going to want to build, right? You, you want to believe you're an expert, right? You are selling something. There is something that you have said, here is my offer. If you, like, 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 I can help you with this offer. I'm a good candidate to help you with this offer. Like, you can create this result. I can help you. Notice how it's like you want to feel like an expert there. If you don't, right, like, Good, that's what you need to realize. I don't, and then you build that. But I want to further take this, which is that you are an expert, and this is separate from who you are, okay? So there's you, and then there is this skill set you have that you attach to yourself to be an expert, right? It's a skill set that others value, right? It's a way of seeing the world. It's a set of tools. But you like the value of seeing these two things separately is right, like there's you. And then there's all the things you're an expert at. And one of them just happens to be what you package and sell in your business. Now, being an expert, yes, it's a series of thoughts, but ultimately, it is a feeling. And man, I don't even know that I have a word for that feeling. Um, But it's kind of like peaceful and confident. And um, yeah, like it feels really good and strong and secure. 
without needing anything else, right? Like I don't need anybody to tell me and I'm an expert. Oh, that's always fun. I just know, right? And how do we know? It's because we build our brain to know that. So that's why I say like, if your brain doesn't know you're an expert, you have to build that so that you can hold this feeling of being an expert. So in feeling like you're an expert, one of the ways that will help you to do that is focusing on your skill set and the value that it brings and seeing it as valuable. If you coach coaches, for example, sometimes I see coaches and they kind of downplay the value of their skill set because they're like, well, other coaches already know this, they already have this skill. But I want you to remember that the value of your tools and your skill set isn't in whether someone knows it or not. It's in you taking them through it. It's in you witnessing their mind and helping them see things that they didn't see. It's in you being outside of all the stories they're believing and being able to give them insight that they didn't have access to. Even as a coach who has a, like a, a niggling of awareness about it. So for those of you who don't coach coaches, right? Like I want you to think about the value and that like, that awe and that like relief when someone can come in and see these things and make them so simple. I posted today on social media, like I got coached and my aha was that basically something was a decision. And I was like, what? (laughs) That did not feel like the solution to that. That felt like a big problem. And my brain was like spinning and going super fast about it. And the coach was just like, yeah, why don't we just decide how you're going to handle that? That future situation that your mind is freaking out about. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) And like the more time you spend, I'm not saying tons of time, I'm saying small chunks to, to see the impact and value in very tangible, specific ways. But when you think about a normal person who has no coaching experience and they get these these, these hits of relief, they get their brain tingling, they get these, these moments of clarity where everything is so much simpler. Like when you're focused on these things, it's easy to remember you're an expert. It's going to be easier for you to access those feelings. So how to not be needy, thing number one, remember you're an expert. Build that belief, not just thinking the thought, I'm an expert. That's dull and, you know, unimaginative. There are no roots to that thought. But go through and really like, like get specific in how you are an expert. And that way you can hold that emotion and your mind's just like, yep, I am. And you're going to like, this is going to be easier when you coach yourself. And you feel those tingles or you feel those breakthroughs. It's going to be easier when you're coaching other people. So if you're a new coach and you don't have anybody you're coaching, get some people to coach. Not just like one-off, not your peers, but someone you can be like, great, we're going to do six sessions. Let's be clear about what we're doing on these sessions. Let's, right? Like even if they're like free, it doesn't matter. It matters, of course, when you don't move past that, but we're going to assume that's not going to (laughs) happen. 
but you want to just make sure you're in these coaching relationships because it's going to help you step into and hold that feeling of being an expert. And then the other little thing that can help you like hold your expertise is listening to other people's coaching and letting it transform you. Now you might say, how does listening to someone else's coaching help me feel like an expert? <laughs> and it's because you're, you're not just transforming when you listen to their coaching, but you're re-remembering the power of coaching, right? When you listen to someone else coach and you hear both sides of it as the witness, when you know that this skill set is an expertise and that you are an expert, right? You're not comparing yourself to these other coach. You're just saying, I'm an expert. It doesn't matter where the skill level or the experience or even the style of coaching, but it's a space you take your mind to witness the power of coaching, to witness the power of your skill set. And that reminds your brain of how powerful and needed it is and gives you an opportunity to re-own, right? Step back into the ownership and the feeling of I'm an expert. Because when you're in that expert space, it is going to be easier not to be needy. Because you're not just focused on them anymore, right? Like there's this, like a solid foundation of I have something valuable and I can help. And when that stops being like jello and like fluid and flexible and unsure, you have this constant and this solid that you can build everything around your marketing for. So being an expert, owning that, building that is kind of the, 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 the anchor to signing more clients without feeling like, it, you know, without feeling needy. <laughs> so it's not only your own ownership, but your belief in your offer as well. The second variable of not being needy, not feeling needy, even when you want more clients, I'm going to call it inner power mode. Now, right, it's kind of the same thing we accessed when we're saying be an expert. But there's this inner power mode. And I, I, I specify inner power mode, right? Because it's like, I want you to stay in a power role, not only on a consult, but when you're thinking about a consult. And I don't mean power role as in you're exerting power over someone else, but it's a sense of power over yourself, over your own emotions, not because you're resisting negative emotions, but because you're just aware of them and you're willing to experience them. And you're like, yeah, this is what I'm feeling and why, right? So the power mode is over yourself. But how to not be needy is like you want to stay in power mode when it comes to thinking about consults, inviting people to consults, being on a consult. And here's the line of thinking to help you with that. I think often coaches, they forget that you're, all the power isn't out there, right? It's not held in the person who hires you. They hold one layer of power and you hold another sense of power, right? They have theirs and you have yours. This is why it's inner power. And so sometimes this, this dynamic can feel uncomfortable and needy and like desperate when you don't think you're powerful, but you think they are 
and this right like this happens when you think they have the power but it also happens when it's like like so what does the power look like basically right it's the power you thinking that they have money that you want them to give you or when you're thinking like they're coming to this call to screen you or when you're thinking like they have all these thoughts and you have to figure them out and if you don't then like then you miss the chance to coach them right all of these 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 ways of thinking about them puts you in this like cowering meek place and your job is to create this power mode for yourself and I am just going to repeat this power mode doesn't mean aggressive demanding controlling it just means calm aware of your own mind in a space to listen to them not feeling desperate in a like grounded place where you're like, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I look forward to finding out, right? Because a consult and having a new client, right? When we think about the two power modes, you and them, a consult is really for you both to explore working together. But I want you to stay focused on like your own power mode here, which is you thinking about like, I'm screening them, and I know if you're in a space where you're like trying to prove it to yourself and you just want the money and you're like like in that urgent space, you might be like, no, really, I don't care who they are. But you do care. And, and you know, you'll care more and more. But it's like you're screening them because you don't want to work with everybody. And when you get on that call and you're thinking from a space of I'm screening them, This is you like loving and taking care of your future self. And sometimes we learn how to take best care of her in these coaching screenings by doing a bad job. (laughs) And I I mean, I can think about the clients that I've had. They, They stand out, right? The pain is very obvious in my mind where I'm like, ah, I see what happened there. I see how my, my own desire to prove myself or like looking past my own, like, oof, probably not a good idea. Like all the things I ignored, I saw why I did that in like to have the client rather than honoring, like, uh, probably not a good fit. Cause you don't like you, you, you're, when I think about you being on a call with someone, when you're thinking that it's like, oh, I'm just lucky this person got on the call, right? That's you in that meek, low power versus remembering, like if it's not this person, it's going to be someone else and there are so many people but like your people who hire you exist and so it's like not getting attached to this person but getting on a call with them and thinking about them ahead of time from that space of like I don't know who they are but we're gonna find out and we're gonna be a good fit and we're gonna I'm gonna enjoy being with this person because if you get on a call and you kind of like don't like the person you're probably not gonna want to spend an hour with them every week right? (laughs) And you might say, oh, it shouldn't matter. It does matter, right? Let it be okay that it matters. If you don't like somebody, then don't work with them. If you hear their mind on a consult, because here, like, notice how this puts you in the power mode. You're exploring their mind to see if you want to keep hanging out in their mind with them. That's your choice. So if you hear a mind that puts the blame outside on everything, Yeah, maybe that's what you actually want to coach them on. But maybe you're like, actually, there's so many other people I can coach. 
I'm not going to spend my time doing that, right? So the reason you're thinking about this is because that realization puts you in power mode, right? Not everybody is a good fit for me. I'm going to go on this call and I'm going to find out if it's a good fit. I'm going to explore their mind. I'm going to just like get a sense of who they are. I'm going to see where they are in terms of the result you sell, right? Like where they are in in a starting point. And then you get to decide, is that a place I want to be with someone? And it's not because you're being like picky or, um, I don't know, exclusionary, but it's just this sense of taking care of yourself, allowing yourself to stay in that power mode of, I'm choosing. They're not just here choosing me, but I'm choosing them as well. And that power mode helps you stay an expert. It helps you to ask questions. It helps you to genuinely explore things from a place of like, what does that mean? Like when someone tells me their expectations for a coach on a call, like I want to explore that. I want to be like, tell me more about that. Let me hear more about what you mean there. And it's because if you hear what someone else's words are, but you think they're only interviewing you, you're going to, right, be back in meek mode and you're going to try and please and you're going to like skip over figuring out what what they actually mean versus if you're in power mode, they're going to say something that your brain's like, I have no idea what that means, but that sounds kind of scary or I don't know if that's me or I don't know what that even means. And when you're in power mode, your brain's going to be like, let's find out. Let's ask more questions. And it's going to come across very calm and like unattached and curious and open as you just like dig in and find out more. Versus when someone's in that like meek low power mode, they get nervous and they don't ask the questions and they realize later like, oh, that might have been a problem or I think I avoided that or that's where I started to feel really uncomfortable. So the first thing you're going to do to not feel needy, right, even as you want more clients, is you're going to stay and remember, you're going to build your expert mode and practice being there. And the second part is you're going to identify this like inner power mode, remembering that you're screening them just as much as they're screening you and that you have control over this choice as well. And when I think about this inner power mode, there's a there's a there's another element of it to it which is like after the consult. And the way that I teach this and I think about it is that you want to decide because this is you taking care of you to stay in power mode. And that is when someone on a consult says no, how do I want to feel? And what I recommend is like maybe you want to feel curious, but I would I would very also suggest, okay, that didn't make any sense. I would also recommend feeling maybe a sense of focus or determination. Like be prepared that people are going to say no, but have prepared your emotional experience and your mind for that to happen. Because when you haven't prepared yourself for no or a yes, and then like the in-between time between a yes and a payment your mind just does whatever it's going to do. And that is not power mode, typically. So it's like when you're in power mode, you're like, okay, great. A consult's either going to end in a no or a yes. If it's a no, here's how I want to feel. I want to feel focused. I want to feel curious, right? You might spend a little time being curious and exploring why, but that focused element, what the thought I'm thinking there is, okay, it wasn't this person. 
who's next? What are we going to do to create the next consult? I'm just like, right? Like even like that focus is like, yeah, how did I create this one? Ooh, that was good, right? Like there might be another emotion in there as well, but you're very intentional about moving on, not dwelling, not like must figure this out and tear it apart in a thousand ways, but like, okay, I'll figure it out a little and then I'll keep going. Next. And then you also are building this for your inner power mode when they say yes. Because anytime someone says yes, unless you're having them pay directly on the console, which is neither here nor there, like there's a time period between yes and payment or a no. And so you want to create that same sense of what am I doing with my brain? And what I recommend in that instance is you don't think about it at all, right? You kind of set it up where you're like, I have my first call scheduled. Like, this is what I can expect next. When they pay, here's what I do. And you refine the skill of moving on quickly, not dwelling on it. You could celebrate it. You can celebrate every piece of it that worked. You could even see the things that maybe didn't and you want to adjust. But the the key here is, is that you're not dwelling. You're not staying there. You're moving on. You're like, okay, what are we doing? What's what's up next on the agenda? But not from a sense where you're like avoiding the emotion, but that you know, yes, this is either going to be like, she's either going to pay or she's not. I know exactly what I'm going to do when she pays. And until this is my client, like I'm going to go think about all these other things. I'm going to think about how I create the ones that are going to hire me. Okay. So notice how having that plan helps you stay in power mode because your brain isn't going to just fall into the default negative emotions. You've planned for it to hold yourself and keep yourself in that expert inner power mode. The third technique, I know I keep calling them different things, for how not to be needy, even when you want more clients, it's, it's believing without proof. And I told you, these are kind of high upper level type things and like how you're being and how you're experiencing your business. But there is, there is this thing we do, which is that we believe, right? We believe that your clients exist before you ever meet them, right? That's belief without proof. And you have to hold this, you have to believe these people exist in order to show up and talk to them, right? And so when you're believing that they exist, you're, you want to be careful because like the thing that's going to make it hard is if you don't have clients and like when we talked about those two spaces at the beginning, it's hard to believe when you're feeling inadequate and you're making not having clients or nobody booking a call when you're like, oh, that must mean I'm not successful or you're feeling shame or right. You're making it mean something personal rather than right. Like this belief without proof is something you're going to build. It's not something you should just automatically have. It is going to be normal to feel a ton of negative emotions while you learn how to fill your one-on-one coaching business. That's going to be so normal, right? You're going to feel all those triggers, all those no's, all those, like, uh, those frustrations. And each of them that you work through is what you work through to learn how to believe without proof, right? When your mind is worried that maybe these people don't exist, like that's going to create a sense of fear. And the more you coach yourself and you're like, I'm choosing to believe they exist even before I meet them, 
that's going to create, again, that inner power, but also that belief without evidence. Because when you are making offers for people to book a call with you, when you're creating content, all of this happens and often there isn't feedback. But what I have found is that like the people who comment, the people who reply to my emails are often not the people who hire me. It's the people who are just watching. Those are the people who hire you. And you might not have this belief yet, right? This is going to be part of what helps you stay in that like after mode of, of like how you sign clients where you're just more calm and peaceful and expert energy feels easy. And it's like, it's going to be because you have saw that happen in real time for your own business, right? Where you see, oh, there are the people who comment and they're my social proof. And then there are the people who hire me that I've never seen before. And the more that happens, the more your brain and you are going to be like, wait a minute, there is a whole group of people that I never see that exist and are watching me and do hire me, right? You're going to get that proof by each one of them that hires you. And that is going to be what helps you to believe without proof. And then as you have that belief without proof where you're like, I mean, I never knew who that person was and they hired me or they booked a consult. That's how I know that they're watching in there. Then it becomes easier for you to believe and show up holding that confidence, even though you don't have the result you want yet. Because really, right, what you're learning how to do is to not make it personal about you, right? Where you're not successful, you're not good enough, you're not all these things. And instead making it where it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, they didn't book a consult from that. Like like not even making it about one thing. I think about that where it's like, sometimes I send out things and afterwards I'm like, hmm, I already can know how I would make that a little bit better. <laughs> but I'm not like, oh, oh well, right? Like I'm just like, I see it, I release it. And I'm like, yeah, next time it'll be a little different. You know, it'll be a completely different topic, obviously. But you you think about like the more you you access this confidence and this belief that there's a whole layer of things you can't even see, it helps you to not get the result you want. And from that space of believing that your offer is amazing and you're an expert, there comes this access to, oh, like they just need to hear it in a different way. Like, how else am I going to say this? What are they thinking? How do I appeal to them? Why would they want to book this call? And it becomes a game because it's not personal. Because it's not tied to you and your sufficiency and your success, right? It's completely detached from that. And so your belief without proof becomes easier. Because it's it's like a game where you're like, how will I know that my words worked? It's just a game I'm playing. I'm going to try it and see. And you just keep trying it from that deep sense of, I have an amazing offer. Like These people are there even though I can't see them. And now I'm just going to play with talking to them. And then the last way, and I just, I mean, I had to mention it, right? Because I'm a business mindset coach. How to not be needy while you want more clients is you're going to have to clean up all the ways you feel needy or insecure or doubtful. And you can come at this from the angle of the emotion or you can come at it from the angle of the thought. 
And you might say, oh my gosh, but there's so much there. Maybe. It doesn't matter though. Like this is why we coach ourselves every day, right? This is, I mean, sometimes I miss days where I don't coach myself, but like I'm still somehow doing it. But like, man, if your business isn't where you want it to be, which you know how goals are, you're going to keep setting them. It never will be. But you coach yourself every day because these thoughts need to be tweaked daily. Every day that you let add up that you're like, yeah, I worked through that one thought. Like that thought gets added into your pile of like progress. Because it doesn't matter how many there are. It's your commitment to continue to work through them. It's your commitment to say, here are the emotions I don't want to feel as much of. Right? I don't want to feel insecure so much. I don't want to feel doubtful. I don't want to feel urgent. I don't want to feel confused. And you identify these emotions that you don't want and you start identifying how your brain is creating them. What's triggering you to think those things? When are they happening? And you work through taking them out of your business. And what I have found is that every level might be your goal. It might be like a sense of like a milestone. There is going to be a part where you kind of go back through everything you've ever worked through, right? So it's like, I want you to imagine there's milestone number one and there's milestone number two and three. Notice how it doesn't matter what they are. It's possible everything that you feel needy and insecure and doubtful about, you have to go back through again when you get to level two. And again, when you get to level three, but the speed at which you go through it will get faster and faster and your awareness of it will get faster and faster and more deep and more like every time you do the work, it just like solidifies it in for you. So even like, you're, you're for sure going to do the work more than once on a lot of things, but it's just going through and being willing to say, I don't want these emotions anymore. And I know that they're impacting my business I know they're impacting how well I show up for the people I want to help and I'm willing to change me to clean this stuff up so that I can get more of what I want and I can help them too so those are the four ways to not be needy while you create more clients because your best people they're already waiting to work with you they already exist The problem you solve, the thing you help someone with, they already want it. They exist. And as you settle into these adjustments and you learn how to hold these feelings and you clean up some of the stuff, what that's going to create very tangibly is that you see your people more clearly, right? You speak to them without the neediness or the doubt And your words attract them in such a more powerful way because they're not going to be about you. They're going to be so much more focused on them and their minds and what they want. And it's going to be balanced with you feeling very secure and grounded in you. And when you as the coach feel confident and secure and calm, it allows you automatically to be able to serve them better right? To focus on them, to see what they need, to like practice saying things in different ways, all those things. And every minute, right, that you work on figuring this out, every, every thought you process, every feeling you process, every trigger you process, it's worth the work. 
right? It's worth the work because you get more of what you want, clients, money, using your business as the tool you want it for, and you get to help the people you enjoy helping. So you, after listening to this episode, are officially less needy than before. (laughs) So go out this week and practice, even if it's just one piece of this, and being that in your business so you can open your own self up to signing more clients. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. Hey, who's your business coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to help you grow your coaching business. I have a daily practice that'll help you feel powerful, focused, and comforted in the discomfort of growing your business. This mental routine will help you create any goal you're working on. Sign up for this free training at elizabethsalazarcoaching.com. Just like this podcast, it's free. I'll see you over in your inbox.